So all through this month, we've been teaching um, on or sharing on the theme gratefulness or gratitude, right? And I don't want us to just think that, well, it's the end of the year because I noticed that many, you know, churches, ministries, you know, out there, um, December, yes, is the month of gratitude. So there's a lot out there. Be grateful, be grateful. But why do we wait till, you know, this last month of the year to say, okay, it's about gratitude. Is that the only time we're supposed to give thanks to God? It's supposed to be all year round. But I think there is a reason for it. Because, you know, this is a season we understand that many people begin to feel a sense of maybe sadness, mixed feelings. Do you agree with me? Um, they don't know whether to give thanks or whether to complain. Uh, there's apprehension. People look at their goals and they look at what have I achieved. Hello? Is anybody like that? Maybe someone watching through the internet. You think, what have I achieved? But if you stop to count your blessings, if you stop to look, then you'll be able to thank. If you think deeply, you'll be able to thank. You know why? The fact that you are alive and well, the fact that you are alive today is a reason to give thanks. It's an opportunity. You may not have achieved all your goals. Maybe not even one quarter of what you wanted to do this year, right? But the fact that you are alive, you can say, Lord, I'm grateful. Because I what? Have another opportunity. It's good to assess. It's good to take stock. It's good to look and say, what have I done? Whether out of laziness you didn't achieve much. Whether out of, you know, just being nonchalant or being distracted. For whatever reason, or for reasons that are beyond your control. Whether you feel the enemy was just on your case, especially. And you feel you worked so hard, you hustled, you prayed, you did everything. But you don't see much. Whether for whatever reason, still give thanks. Because it's the living that can give thanks. Still be grateful, because it's because you are alive that you can even... You know, remember, it's even because you can think or your mind is functioning well, that's when you can even remember that some goals were not achieved. Right? So this morning, I just titled this, Grateful for Your Journey. How many people want to be grateful for their journey today? Someone is out there saying, you don't even know my story. You don't even know my journey. Bible says in... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, in everything, what? Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He said, what's in everything? Ah, you don't know what I'm going through right now. In everything. And I want us to quickly look at the story We'll look at the Joseph's story briefly, and then we'll just share a few things, and that will be it. And we can find his story in Genesis 42, Genesis 43. But there's a summary in Acts chapter 7, verse 9 to 14. It's just a summary. Acts chapter 7. It says, and the patriarchs, Becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. 
But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan. And our fathers found no sustenance. But when Joseph heard, when Jacob, Jacob, Joseph's father, when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first, talking about his sons. And the second time, Joseph was made known to his brothers. And Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, 75 people. Now, this is a summary from Acts chapter 7. And I see that the whole of Acts chapter 7, 8 is trying to summarize, you know, like the Old Testament. And I like that because I don't know how many of us don't have much patience for the Old Testament. Hey, let's be real this morning. Hello. At one point in time, I told myself, I told my husband, I said, I will not read the Old Testament again. Some people are like, hey, I'm real. I'll tell you the truth. Hello? Okay, people are not ready for my realness here. You can't handle it. You can't handle it because I'm like, Jesus has already come. So why do we need the Old Testament? Anybody like that? And this one begat this and begat this. And be what has that got to do with my destiny? And then the amount of blood, the amount of warfare, the amount of killings. If I maybe some Boko Haram find justification there, they could just slaughter people anyhow. So I told myself, Matthew to Revelation, that's enough for me. The part that is important in the Old Testament, they will refer to it in the New Testament. And that's why I like the book of Acts because it starts with the journey of Abraham. So if you want a quick overview of the Old Testament, Mm, in, a, in a moment, read Acts from Acts 7, 8. And then he called Abraham and Abraham moved and moved. And then he talked about Joseph, you know, Jacob had sons and then the brothers. That, so that's what we read here. And then after that, how Jacob died there. Then a Pharaoh arose that did not know Joseph. And then, you know, just summary like that, on and on. So that's why I'm saying if you read that, that's the summary. But this summary does not really do justice to the details of what Joseph went through. It's really quite light, you know, because it just says, you know, but God was with him. He sold Joseph to Israel, but God was with him and delivered him from all his troubles and gave him wisdom in front of him. So if you want to know the details, so that you can identify what you are going through, then go to Genesis 42. <laughs> go from 40. And you will begin to understand that you haven't seen anything. In terms of suffering, you haven't seen anything. From there, now go to Job. And read Job's story. Then you will begin to dance. Hello? It ended well for Job, didn't it? It ended well for Joseph. And I'd like to say something. There's a phrase we often use, Christianese, especially in this part of the world. Where we're speaking from. I thank God for the internet audience right now. But this is Lagos, Nigeria, in Desa Christian Center. People always say, Christians usually say, uh, it will end in praise. 
And we agree with that. It will what? End in praise. We've coined that phrase and it's very good. And it sounds very good, doesn't it? That it will end in praise. It will end in praise. But where exactly, at what point did it end for Joseph? At what point really is the end? At what point do you think Joseph began to be grateful for his journey? At the end? And then which end? Which end? Was it the end of when um, he became a, a servant in Potiphar's house? Hello? Because that's a form of end, isn't it? But he was still a servant, but he was not in the pit anymore. At what point in time do you think he, begin, he began to thank God or began to be grateful? He went out to his brothers. They kidnapped him. Yes. Took his coat. Killed a goat. Soaked the boat, <laughs> the coat in blood. Put him in a ditch. I said, we'll come and deal with you later. They went to look for food. Then one of them saw some slave traders passing and said, let's not kill him. Let's sell him to these people. Because selling him into slaves that are going to Egypt is as good as dead. Hello? So at least they at least parted with some money. Hello? 20 pieces of silver or something like that. Very similar to Jesus' case. And then tried to kill his father by showing the father, is this your son's coat? We don't know whether it looks like it. Hello? Betrayals of betrayals. Hello? Uh -huh. So if you read his story, his journey, I like it so much because at some point in time, you might see a little bit of what you've gone through or what you are going through right there. Because this was family. But the Bible says in everything, Everything, give thanks, and this is the will of God. So at the end, we know Joseph had a dream. He wanted his dream to come to pass. As a young lad, he had a dream. He saw a dream of greatness, right? He saw a dream even of his brothers bowing down to him. The stars and the moon. This was a dream of greatness. Throwing him in the pit and almost, you know, wanting to kill him did not look like greatness. When did he begin to be grateful? Hello, in his journey. Was it the day he finally appeared before Pharaoh? Was it the day, like I said, he resumed in Potiphar's house? Now he was a servant. Was it the day he began to find favor with Potiphar? Potiphar said, you be over all my house except my wife. Every other thing, the kitchen, the, you know, you, know you, are, you are the chief of the domestics in this house. Hello? Was that the end? To say, ah, it has ended in praise. Let me begin to thank God. Did it look like the dream he had? But I believe in every part of his journey, there was a measure of gratefulness. So we are grateful in the journey, not at the end of the journey. And that's why you have to ask yourself, when really is the end? When is the end? Because what you think the end is, it's not really the end. We heard a testimony, beautiful one. 
just now. And that woman was trusting God for a child. And even when she had the child, the child died. And then she decided to like, okay, you know what, God? I'm focusing on you. I'm focusing on other things. And it still happened. Now, when she now finally had the child that lived, is that the, it will end in praise? Hello? It has just begun. Because that child is going to become great. You say you want a child. God said, I'm going to give you a dynasty. I want a small house to rent. And God is saying, even if you only knew, I'm giving you an estate. Praise God. Whether you be the one to build the estate. Or whether it is your child that will build the estate. And that child will not stop loving you. Hello? So if your child owns the estate, will you be looking for somewhere to sleep? Hello? Don't wait for the end to begin to praise God. Because you don't really know where the end is. What we have called the end is just with our own small minds thinking that this is the end. Now this looks like my dream. And God is just saying that that's your own dream. I am just starting. Praise God. So I'm challenging us and encouraging us also. And speaking to myself as well. That we should give thanks to God in what? All things. In everything. Because that's his will concerning us. And that's his will in Christ Jesus. Because praise, I believe, encourages God as well. When we praise God, God already knows that your situation is not, is not perfect yet. He knows the winds are contrary. But just having that strength to trust him and say, God, I will praise you. Hello? Even Job said, he said, though he slay me, I will praise him. But it was not God that was killing him. Hello? That's the real meaning of slaying there. <laughs> Some people get the joke. When you keep calling yourself slay mama, it is well. <laughs> he said, though he slay me. That's King James language, old King James. I will yet praise him. Job did not have the revelation that we have today. He thought it was God that was dealing with him. He didn't know he was just an experiment between God and Satan. Because he was so good and Satan said, ah, that, you know. No, God was boasting about him. So get ready. If you're so good and God is boasting about you, get ready for persecution. Get ready for attacks. Now, I'm not hearing any amen there. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not hearing any amen because God said, have you seen my servant Job? Can God be so proud of you? Have you seen my servant Job? He's amazing. Praises me, worships me. You know, he's, 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 he's excellent. He obeys me. He does everything, you know. And of course, he was so wealthy. And Satan said, uh, because you have surrounded him with uh, wealth and everything and all of that. As if he didn't know how Job arrived at that. Now, if you just remove some things, we'll see. you see whether you can still say, you can still be proud of him. If he just allows us to remove some things, I'm sure he will turn back from you. So that was a challenge. What should God do? He had to agree, right? He had to agree. It was like, oh yeah, the bet. <laughs> it was like a bet. And then his troubles began. God only said one thing, you must not take his life. All his children died. You know the story. He lost everything. And because he loved God so much, but his revelation was limited, he thought it was God 
that was dealing with him. He didn't know it was the enemy, but God permitted it because it was an experiment. But in all of these things, Job did not curse God. His wife was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Don't use this to preach that women are, they are the problem. That was the level of her faith. It was weak. She couldn't take it. All her children, gone. Her husband becoming skin and bone. So let's curse God and die. But God spared her own life too. Amen. So through her, they could have children. They started all over again and they prospered. Hello. And it ended in praise. <laughs> he said, though he slay me, I will praise him. It will end in praise. I think it's better we say it will be well. It will be you're amazing. You will, you know, achieve your dreams. But just to say it will end in praise. Right now, even in the situation, it's going on in praise. How are you? We bless God. <laughs> I praise God. It could be better, but I thank God. Amen. Because we are alive. And we will live to see the glory of God. We will live to see the manifestation of our dreams. We will live to see a new Nigeria in the name of Jesus. A friend of mine about, let me say about four or five years ago. And she, she was sharing with me, she said she had a dream. So then we were about, yes, we're in our 40s. Okay, now we've just turned 50 and all of that. But I remember she was saying that she had a dream. And in that dream, we were like... In our, like we were like 70 something, 80. Hey, I hope this testimony will not discourage someone. But it's meant to encourage. But that was her own dream. She had, you know, she slept and she had a dream. And she said in that dream, we were, both of us were happy and we were saying that, ah, you mean Nigeria can really be like this? We were happy. We were, it's like we had not gotten over the fact that the country had changed. But she said in that dream, it's not like it had just changed. It had changed for a while. Again, she doesn't know how many years. Maybe five years. Maybe two years. Maybe one year. Maybe even 20 years. Hello? So do the maths. Do the maths. Do the I'm 51. This, well, this year. She's 50. So do the maths. She said, well, like... 70-something, almost 80. First of all, I was even happy that. So we won't be alive to that age. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so we won't live to that age. Praise God. But she said we were like, you know, it was like nostalgia, reminiscing on the fact that, can this be true? So maybe five years ago to that 80, I pray it will be sooner. Amen. I pray it will be 2019. I pray, you know, but you know, I think the change will be a journey, but it looked like maybe finally, finally things were fully okay. And it was like, we couldn't get over it. And I think when things are fully okay with, with Nigeria, we'll be like those who dreamed. <laughs> we will be like those who dream. We'll be like, is this us? Can this be real? Because when things begin to change, you might begin to wonder, that, let's not rejoice too much. Because it may not last. Because in our nation, we have seen things progress. Sometimes in certain areas, and then we've now seen another. You've seen the price of oil be high and say, yes, yes, that's our, you know, and we're enrolling in money. And then we've seen it drop again and we drop back to poverty. We've seen things that look like a ray of hope 
And then maybe another government comes, or another for whatever reason. What seemed to be working in one area is not working again. But in Jesus' name, that dream, we will get there. But in the meantime, we will give thanks. In the meantime, we will not lose hope. In the meantime, we will not kill ourselves. Because gratitude gives you a brighter attitude. It gives us a brighter attitude. It, it changes our countenance. Um, it's not like we're deceiving ourselves, but you see, let's rather rejoice than cry. Hallelujah. Because complaining doesn't bring anything. Hello? I've not seen anything like God dwells in the complaints of his people. Hello? He said he what dwells, he inhabits in the praises of his people. And when he says he inhabits the praises of the people, it's not just the praising when we come to church and, oh, the choir is there, the band and everything. They will not feel like God has now come to inhabit. He inhabits your own praise. You wake up and you say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day. Prosper my journey. Guide me. Lead me in all that I will do. Because we never know whatever we meet in each day. We don't know whether you meet, you know, a crazy driver. Like I always say, it's one thing to know how to drive. But you can't control the other people on the street. And all of that. Of course, at the end of the day, we give thanks. Ah, I didn't achieve all I wanted to achieve. It, but Lord, I thank you. Because you are the one that is laying your head down to sleep. Hello? And then you wake up again. You wake up. We have no power to wake ourselves up. Do you know that? I always say that we have no power to wake ourselves up. You say, oh, the alarm clock woke you up. Oh, really? And then we have the power to sleep. Even when we can't sleep, we use there are all kinds of things, like sedatives and you know, pills and that can get us to sleep. But to wake up, so in your sleep, you now say, now I want to wake up. <laughs> and then you now wake up. No, you just find yourself awake. And that's why the first thing you should say is, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I woke up because this one, I didn't have power over it. Blood vessels, heart attack, anything could have gone on through the night. And that's why I know that the enemy is not as powerful as we make him out to be. You woke up and it was not your own power. Why didn't he snuff your life out in the night? And say, she's sleeping, she doesn't have any power now, let me kill her. No, because God's power is at work on your behalf. Hallelujah. So I'd like to say, be grateful. Focus precedes gratitude. That if we look at how far we have gone, not how much we have not gone, then we will praise him. I understand as an architect and builder that you don't really wait till the house is up and fully finished. Before you say, yes, it has ended in praise. You, at every step of the journey, you complete the foundation. To the human eye, nothing is happening. Because that's what we call substructure. People are not seeing things. When it begins to come out of the ground, then they can begin to see the superstructure. It's like, okay, something is happening. Well, well done, well done. Hello? But you can begin to Thank God you can begin to be grateful and have joy in what you have done because you know something has gone down. Hello? Something has gone into the ground. It's a matter of time because if the foundation is not successfully built, whatever people see on top, no matter what beautiful skyscraper it is, it will come down one day. 
That's not your portion. So rejoice in the foundation that you have. Because it's going to take you high. Rejoice that the foundation is in place. Rejoice that it has set. Rejoice that you have the word of God. Rejoice that the word of God is seed. Rejoice that you can meditate in God's word. The psalmist said, I rejoice at your word as one that has found great spoil. You don't wait to find the great spoil. You don't wait to get the contract. You don't wait to get the money. You don't wait for all of that before you rejoice. But when you have the revelation, even Jesus, the Bible says somewhere that he did a little dance. Has that happened to you before? You see something in the Bible that you didn't see before and you believe it's for you, it's for personal. It's personally for you. What do you do? Has it happened to you before? I pray it does. Even sometimes when the preacher is preaching, you hear something for you that is not what the preacher is saying. You kind of like, that's my own. And then you rejoice. Why are you rejoicing? Ah, it will end in praise now. It will end in praise. Has it ended? No. You rejoice because you know at that point in time you have something to hold on to. You have something to hold on to. Tell your neighbor, the foundation is in place. The foundation must be in place. So gratitude is based on perspective also. Gratitude is based on perspective. Because, again, you have a plan. When you're able to execute part of it, even not everything, you are still grateful. Because you know what? You are on a journey. You are on a journey. For Joseph... At every point in time, where he was did not look like the dream. But it was not where he used to be. Tell your neighbor, I'm not where I used to be. So I'm thankful. I may not be in my dream life yet, but I'm not where I used to be. So for that, we're extremely grateful. And so when we have perspective... We will rejoice. We won't look at what has not been done. But we, if we keep looking at what has not been done, we will live permanently in complaints. And who dwells in complaints? I think demons. I don't even like talking about them because it's like giving them attention. We need to talk more about God. Hello? Because we would like talking about ah, Satan. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> but we need to talk more about God. But I think that when we complain, the demons feel like, ah, this sounds like our atmosphere. We are coming, we are coming, and they are dancing. They will not dance on your matter in the name of Jesus. The more you complain, the more gloomier you are. I'm saying this because I've been there. Someone's like, eh, but I, I, yes, I've been there. But when you catch yourself and it's like, what is this? When you begin to complain, you begin to think thoughts, you let those thoughts come into your mind. Those thoughts, they're not good thoughts, but you feel they are valid. You feel they are valid. You feel like my spouse doesn't love me. Eh, she's whatever. He's not. And you begin to think, hello, do you think a smile will break out on your face? How will your face look? Because you are thinking the wrong things. You are playing out. You are accepting the enemy's scripts. And the more you do, the more it's an inviting atmosphere for them. But the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Lord, I praise you. And when you don't have the strength to praise him, put in a CD. Put in a worship song, an album. They've done so many. They've done so many. There's so many. And play and listen and think. And I tell you, you will feel better. 
Because we've come to the end of the year. And this is the time we take stock. But I want you to make up your mind up front that you will be thankful. For this year, for the years past and the one that is to come. Jesus gave thanks before everyone, even though he had wept secretly because Lazarus died. That was a leader. He wept, right? He was sad. I mean, Lazarus died. But after that, he came out into the open. What did he do before Lazarus' tomb? He gave thanks to God. So be grateful for God's grace. Be grateful that he has chosen you. Be grateful that you've also chosen him. Be grateful that you have a mind that is free to choose him. Be grateful. Of course, focus on what, like I've been saying, focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Focus on what you have achieved. Of course, in being driven, you focus on your goal still. You focus on your goal. And you are thankful that you will not let it slip away from you. So while you have your eyes on the big goal, Joseph had his eyes that one day, I know I will walk in greatness. I don't know how it will be. This journey does not look like it, but I will thank God because I'm still breathing, because I'm still alive. And we know one day Pharaoh sent for him, and that was it. And gave him a signet and said, you will be my right hand man. Was that the end? That was not the end. That was great, but that was still not his end because his brother still came. He didn't think he would ever see them again. Was that the time to revenge? Hello? Ah, some people are quiet. Was that the time to revenge? Do you know that when he realized, they didn't recognize him, but he recognized them. He wept. Did you know? He went to weep in secret. Then he cleaned his eyes. But when he revealed himself, I am Joseph that you sold into slavery. What happened? They were afraid. But he said, don't worry. God allowed this journey to be like this. Wow. They must have been so relieved. Don't worry. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That's a guy that has learned to be grateful for his journey. He was not saying, the day I see my brothers, God, let their paths cross. Let them come and see what I have become. He could have said, throw them to the dungeons. He could, you know, but he found it in his heart because he had learned to praise God for the stage. He had let go. If not for my brothers, I won't be in prison. If not for my brothers, I will not be. He had let go and he had learned. And so I believe that at every level we have, at every level we are in, whether it looks like failure or not, there will be success inside it. Success comes out of failure. In prison, it was still a success because he continued to help people. Hello? So inside the seeming failure, there will be success. Let's learn to celebrate small successes. Let's not always wait for the big break. Let's celebrate the small successes. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. I want us to just thank him for this word and just begin to praise him. I want you to begin to rejoice in your heart. I want you to remind yourself. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. It's when we forget that we find it difficult to praise. Do not forget his benefits. Do not forget that the air that we breathe is free. Yes? Thank God the government cannot tax that one and ration it. Hello? Hello? 
The air you and I breathe, it's free. And we're breathing on our own. Some people need to be assisted in breathing. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for those who are finding it very difficult to praise you. From those, for those who are finding it difficult to be grateful at this time, Father God, open their eyes and give them something to be grateful about. Father God, help them to see perspective, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that those here who might have lost a loved one and it's so painful. I pray in Jesus' name. He says, he will give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That you will still be able to praise God. For you will see God, how God will use the situation to his glory. Thank you, Father. Give us perspective, Father. Let no one live here mournful. Let no one live here sad. Let no one live here thinking, how will I celebrate Christmas? What will I eat for Christmas? What will I give my children? I pray, Father God, that you will come through for them in Jesus' name. I pray that our hearts will be sensitive in this season to touch the lives of those who, are, who really have nothing and who are less privileged. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name.